This is Take a Cue, Season 2, Episode 4. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Season 2 of Take a Cue. I'm Jen Wise, 4th and 5th grade instrumental music teacher. And I'm Eric Dunno, 8th grade band and jazz band director. We're two veteran educators with over 35 years of experience teaching music in New Jersey public schools between the two of us, and we're excited to bring teaching experiences and insights to you. So excited. Whether you're just starting out in your teaching career or you've been teaching longer than we have, this show will help you grow with new ideas and perspectives about music education and teaching. We hope you'll be just as inspired as we are every time you listen. Before we begin, if you enjoy our podcast, please help us out by doing a few super easy things. First, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Then make sure you rate the podcast and leave a review. It helps people find our show who haven't yet, and we really appreciate it. If you find that you get a lot out of our episodes, we'd be grateful if you considered becoming a monthly supporter to help us grow the podcast. You can sign up to make a secure monthly payment using the link in our show notes or on our Spotify for podcasters site. Also, if you have questions or comments about anything you hear on the episode, come and interact with us on social media. We're Take a Q Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Yes, we are. Yes, we but are. But before you come and interact with us, let's we should do an episode of Take a Q. Well, yeah. One, two, three, this is a weird transition. Uh, Jen, how's everything going? Oh, it's so good. Happy New Year, Eric. Happy New Year. Yeah. It's the first time I've said it to anybody. Uh, same here. Yeah, this is so wonderful. Um, I know. I'm so excited for 2024. Yes. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be great. I think so, too. You know, 2023 but, was all right. You know, we're cool. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> But 2024, I think it's going to be pretty good. So, but before we look into the new year, let's do a quick catch up on like the end of 2023. Okay, good. Plan. How have things been going in December? Uh, December uh, is like a little, you know, just a little hectic. Um, yeah. host hosted Christmas. Um, uh, so you know, there's a lot of planning that goes into that, and uh, you know, presents and kids and traveling family and you know coming to stay with us and oh yeah there's like there's there's a lot that goes into into hosting christmas first time hosting christmas done thanksgiving i've done easter um you know uh haven't done new year's yet but uh yeah uh, yeah okay you know that's a thing um how about you good for you yeah december crazy fun do you have a lot of gigs coming up or christmas Uh, gigs I wish uh only had one a gig in December and uh it was actually at my church which was really nice. We did a sax quartet and in the service for St. Nicholas, uh the feast of St. Nicholas and then we had a nice big reception afterwards where we played um some nice jazzy Christmassy music. Yeah, but it was pretty cool. Unfortunately, I have to sub out my other gigs because they just don't um particularly work uh with our schedule because maggie's got some great concerts uh and uh you know definitely don't want to miss those yeah um but uh but yeah other than that it's just kind of uh you know pretty actually it was a little less hectic of a december than um i would have expected um based on previous decembers sure (laughs) uh yeah so i remember last year you were all over the place so so okay 
Yeah. This good. week, this this year, it's it's a little bit more calm. I, I don't want to say there's nothing going on, but um, but yeah, it's definitely less on the calendar. Okay. Um, so how are things going uh, over at? Uh, wait, before we go to school, I'm looking at the notes here. Wait, uh, what is this about TJ on the notes? You got to explain this to me. I just we're go, we're like definitely three. We're definitely three years old right now. I mean, we know who Santa is. We know he's going to come down the chimney and bring presents. Right. And we, you know, that's that's a that's a thing we know. Um, we spent an entire weekend like with family like dinner at my great grandma's house and uh you know decorating the christmas tree and uh doing all these uh wonderful exciting things that you would think would be lifelong memories for a young child <laughs> i'm getting there i'm getting the, the hint that there's a butt coming <laughs> but on monday morning when his teacher asked what did you do this weekend what did tj say i went to target he said, I went to Target. <laughs> did we go to Target this weekend? No, we did not go to Target. You didn't even go to Target? We didn't I even just go thought to that Target. was the one thing you remembered, but you didn't no, even go. We didn't oh even gosh. go to Target. Um, and then, so I did not understand when he got out of school and he said, you know, oh, I told my teacher that I went to Target. Like, I didn't understand what he said, like what he was trying to say, because I had definitely prepped him to say, like, we went to great grandma's house to have dinner. We went, we decorated our Christmas tree. Like, we did all these wonderful things. Um, I definitely prepared him for the Monday question of what did you do this weekend? And he said, we went, we didn't go to Target. So I just needed a moment to like, look. out of all those fun options that you did do, <laughs> yeah. you chose something you didn't do. He did, you know, he said something we didn't do, but he clearly now, wanted to go to Target. But I was going to say, you know. when was the last time you went to Target? Because maybe yeah. he's just confused about what the weekend was. All right. It's been a couple of weeks, though. It's not like, oh, a few days ago we went. Like, it's been a while. So okay. right. it does happen to be his favorite store. So I know he definitely wants. Maybe this was just a, a whole, like, toddler plot to get me to take him to Target. Okay. Um, which I did, you know. Uh, right. But I just. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it ended up on our show notes because I was just so blindsided by this whole event, this whole conversation that I was like, really is, this, is this where we're at right now? Is this what, you know, is this what it's like to be in our, like firmly in our threes, you know? So um, yeah. I have a feeling that, uh, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have a lot of fun stories in the next couple months. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I know. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, 2024 is going to have a lot of that. So, um, Eric, last time we talked, you were talking a lot about your student teacher. You said he's right on track. How's, how's all that going? Um, he's doing very well. Uh, he's still in there just one day, one and a half days a week, and, um, just had his, uh, first full band rehearsal. He's done full lessons, uh, but he just, uh, did his first full band rehearsal. Nice. And it was for an observation from his supervisor. So that was cool. cool. It was nice yeah. to see it. You know, I just brought up, I just brought up my instrument and sat in with one of the sections and just played um, and let him figure it out. Okay. 
That's a good step. It's um, a good, good band to do this with because they're, I think they, you know, not to toot my own horn, but they're well-trained. And and frankly, I didn't even really train them much because um, he came in month one of the school year, um, yeah. but they've been well-trained and they are pretty respectful and will respond well. So it's a good, it's a good group to, to be in front of as a student teacher. And okay. um, so that's nice. good. And, you know, I, I'm finding that I'm learning little tidbits from his supervisor uh, mm-hmm. who's coming in and working with him. And I always, I always just kind of sit on, sit in on their post uh, observation chat. I get little tidbits from, uh, from those meetings too, but it's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Any good new year's resolutions, anything that you just want to do this year mm-hmm. or don't want to do this year? I know. Right. That's, that's the tough thing for me. Uh, I think I'd like to, I don't want to say lose a few pounds, but I, I think I'd like to exercise more. Okay. I think I'd like to get out and move a little bit more with the, the little energy I have left. I always feel better when I exercise. So I yeah. feel like I'd like to do that. Um, how about you? You set any goals for yourself this year? I want to play um, just for my own sake. You know, when we, we, we're going to, we're going to throw it to our, our full episode in, in just a minute here. Um, but we talked about um, getting, getting the horn out and playing a little more. And yeah. that's something that's a resolution of mine is just to force myself to get the horn out even when I'm tired or, you know, I've been playing all day in lessons yeah. and I, you know, maybe taking my instrument out isn't the first thing that's on my mind. I really do want to get that instrument out and play a little oh, bit to good. keep myself a little sharp. I feel like my brain when it comes to reading tough music is a, just a little bit slower than it used to be. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's my resolution is okay. to play a little more. That's a really good me. one. No, I like that. You said something uh, a minute ago about your band being well-trained. You got to stand in front of my band recently for district band day. Um, how was that? Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. Your kids were so exciting. Um, they, they excited me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so our, our band day was a little different this year than last year. And mm-hmm. this year it was just the fifth graders, but I got to meet all of Mrs. Wise's kids. How many do you have? A hundred? Uh, just about. Um, between the I two think, schools? Yeah. Between the two schools. Uh, I mean, between the two schools. Yeah. I have like that was just my fifth graders. I think I had yeah. 70 something or 80 in the room um, okay. the other day. Uh, but yeah, I've got, I've got over 200 when we talk, you know, talk about the fourth graders too. Yeah. But yeah, but. Oh, uh, but it was a lot of fun. They they excited oh, so me. So fun. They, I, I felt like I was, uh, you know, I'd had far too much caffeine and I, and it, I, I did not, but it no. was really just. It no, was it just, was just enough for my group. <laughs> it was just the fun. No, it was, it was really fun yeah. to see them and they're always, you know, they bring the excitement and, yeah. um, and, and it was great to see the other two groups too, uh, you know, Jim's and Brian's and, uh, and work on breathing, you know, mm-hmm. like let's make a whole half hour's worth of exciting breathing work. Listen, my, my students needed it. So yeah, Eric did some good, like, you know, breathing gym stuff and other, you know, uh, you know air exercises and yeah and they ate it up we used it we used it when i saw them next day for rehearsal it was really fun so yeah yeah they they ate it up so awesome uh, 
Yeah, it was, well, it, was it was a lot of fun. Thank you for letting me come and uh, have some fun with your kids. It's like mm-hmm. being the uh, being the the uncle or the grandpa, where you know you get to play with the kids and then yes, send them back. Well, for, <laughs> yep, now they're yeah, now got, they're yours. Have fun. Yeah, thanks. Thank <laughs> you for that. So, but they got to see the uh, the high school wind symphony played, and you know, I was asking a, a bunch of the kids in the audience, the fifth graders who were waiting to be bused back to the elementary schools, and I said, with you know, obviously, I was your favorite part of the morning, but other than that, what was your favorite? favorite part of the day and inevitably most of them said the high school band they thought they were just amazing and they really were this this is one of the best wind symphonies i've heard there they're so good and uh yeah they they want that like they want to get to that level and like that's that's what that day's all about is looking forward you know so uh that was a really great that was a really great day so thanks for giving that that experience to my kids so thank you um and i feel like you know, as such a seasoned teacher that's been in this for, you know, what, 21 years now? <laughs> you, uh, and as we, we go through our, you know, decades in teaching, you came to them with a really uh, thorough plan and, a, you know, you knew what you wanted to get out of them. And I thought that that's, that's really cool. And I think that's, you know, that's an awesome thing about our conversation today. Um, we're going to, we're going to talk our way through our decades, um, in the profession, our decades uh, of teaching uh, band, teaching orchestra, and um, talk about how that looks different, um, you know, from the podium, how that looks different in our our personal life, mm-hmm. um, and you know, kind of what we what we learned all the along the way, and why we do things the way we do now. So, yeah, today's uh, episode was was so much fun to record yeah. and uh, and chat with each other about just you know what what teaching looks like at different points in our lives uh we we got to bring on uh a teacher in her ninth year uh teaching um Mm -hmm. lindsay malco here from morristown and uh jen's in her second decade of teaching and i'm just starting my third decade in teaching so um so yeah it was really it was a great conversation uh you know it kind of listening to some earlier parts of your lives like yep. made me remember like parts about, you know, things that I, I did earlier on. And uh-huh. um, yeah, but it was, it was really, really cool to get different perspectives. And I hope yeah. our listeners will also appreciate those perspectives. Yeah, I hope so too. So um, here we go. Let's meet Lindsay and, and dive into today's topic. So Lindsay, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We're really excited to kind of get some different perspectives about, you know, different places in our careers. And um, yeah, so we, we, Jen and I thought that tonight's episode would be kind of fun to just take a look at the different decades uh, of teaching and, and how that may look different from person to person. But before yeah. we do that, Welcome, could we Lindsay. learn a little about you? Sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I have taught in a few schools, but I've ended up at Alexander Hamilton School. Um, I teach fourth and fifth grade um, instrumental music, band, and orchestra. So it's been really fun getting to do both. Um, and yeah, instrumental music has been uh, my passion and teaching elementary I love as well. So yeah, I'm very happy to be doing what I'm doing. Did you teach elementary uh, before coming to Morristown or were you at a different level before then? Yes. Um, well, I originally a student taught at the high school level and then um, when I graduated, I got a job doing private school, K-8, general music, band and chorus. So, you know, the whole shebang. Um, and then it was just too much, you know, you spread yourself so thin doing, you know, 
so many things. And then after having taught general music, I knew I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I tried to find a job where it was just strictly instrumental and elementary. So yeah, basically just been teaching in the elementary realm. I know Jen and uh, Jen, you've got a lot in common there. With yeah, definitely. Roles. I'm like, oh, band and orchestra rocking that <laughs> right now too. So fourth and fifth grade, I'm I'm doing the same thing. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a good life, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it sure a is. Of, a lot of excited beginners, right? Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of miss the excitement of those beginners. I, I yeah. Jen, I, I may have mentioned to you at some point, but I used to teach beginners too, but not for a long time. Yeah, yeah, they you always did. brought their own excitement. Yeah, they they do. They bring they they come they come roaring in with it every day, and it's so fun. So yeah, um, no, it's 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 a great place to a great place to be. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, so we're each coming to this with slightly different, uh, you know, years of experience, right? So, um, so Lindsay, you said you've been teaching nine years now. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm in my 16th year of, of teaching, um, and in my, uh, in my third district and Eric, how many are, did we punch the card for, for you now? My, uh, career can legally drink alcohol. It's 21 years and I'm in my fourth district. Wow. Cheers to you. So, um, <laughs> drink, some, uh, drink some water to that. That's it. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, in each of our, our positions, you know, getting to interact with different level of students, like um, how we approach that at different points in our career is, 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 I feel like it's so different. I think that's why I think this topic is, is so fun. So, um, cause I know when I was in my like first 10 years of teaching, um, I, I struggled a little bit with like, classroom management and like telling kids no. And I really wanted them to just like be happy and a hundred percent all the time, love what they were doing. And, uh, like I remember in my first few years, like, Oh, I don't want them to like really hate me. Like maybe I can just let them talk a little bit. Nope. Nope. You can't. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys feel the same way that your, your classroom management has changed through, through the decades? plenty other teachers here younger than me. So, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I had to have somebody say to me, like, um, he's 10. You, you definitely know better. And I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I had that moment. Like, uh, I, you know, one of my, uh, you know, teachers that have observed me was, I was like, Oh, that was a moment for me. Like I kind of clicked. I was like, you're right. I need to, I need to tighten this up right now. You know? Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, that, that, that took a little bit, um, that I always had my classroom procedures spot on. Like I always knew like routine was the thing that was going to like keep us all, you know, afloat. Um, but, but I feel like classroom management was, was a little different for me in, in, uh, the first, first couple of years. So, mm. um, and it was like, not necessarily honoring requests like, oh, can I come in and practice during lunch? And then two weeks later, you have 20 kids in your lunch, your only lunch, you know, the only 20 minutes you have for a day. It's like, I definitely don't do that anymore in my, my, um, you know, after my 15th, 16th year of teaching, I'm not, I'm not having a lot of kids, a pack of kids in during lunch uh, right now. So yeah. What about you, Lindsay? Do you find yourself like um, being more confident in saying like no or, or, or you know, laying down the law 
Or were you just like that to begin with? They'll beg all the time to stay longer during lessons or this or that, come during lunch. And I'm like, I only have one one lunchtime, kids. Like, I don't have all this free time during the day. So, you know, I'm like, you know, come by when you want to, but, you know, not, you know, you can't hang out for all that time. But uh, yeah, when it comes to admin, however, I still feel like I'm, since I'm non-tenured also, I kind of can't necessarily say no. <laughs> But yeah, that's a really interesting point too. That that dynamic between the kids is very different from the dynamic between the admins. Jen, what is uh, what, what's been your experience with that now being tenured at Livingston and having the years under your belt? What how's that? Oh man, I think I just learned a lot of hard lessons the hard way because I was so much braver <laughs> in my first few years of teaching. Like just spitting out what I want and requesting a meeting with the superintendent and like diving into a PTO meeting and like, oh man, I had all that going in my 20s and and my first years of teaching. And now I'm like, oh, I'll consider that. Thank you. And then I end up doing it my own way anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I, I just... Um, Oh man. Yeah, I ma- I made I made those mistakes definitely the hard way. Um probably so much so that I ended up in another district. <laughs> Who knows? I still don't know, you know, why why they cut uh, my, you know, program in my first district, but um, you know, I I now I do listen really really carefully. Like cuz I know kind of the language that my administrators are using when they need me to do something and when they want me to do something and when they know I'm going to say no anyway, but they have to ask, you know, and I just mm. like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more to, to in tune to what they're really asking. So, interesting, um, yeah. Um, I can't say I say no any better, uh, but I, but I, at least I'm, I'm more in tune to what, what's actually going on. So, yeah. yeah, I rarely yeah. say no because we have a very good I scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of relationship right now with um, mm-hmm. especially my building administrator who, you know, helps us out with budget things. And if we want to start a new course or, you know, figure out something to change or whatever, like very open to supporting the music department. So, you know, one one hand does, you know, help the other. And, and if they need us to do, you know, an extra performance for, a, a, you know, a thing, we'll, we'll usually probably do it because again, you know, it's that give and take. Um, yeah. I guess we're pretty lucky in that our administrators are happy to help us out with things. So. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I don't like find I... myself saying no a lot. One, because there's not usually all that much that they're asking us to do, but two, you know, it's helpful to, you know, give and take. Yeah, I agree. And that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly kind of what I was trying to get at. Um, Yeah, it's definitely a a give and take, you know? Yeah, I feel like a big part of my conversations with my administrators has been like, asking for things. Um, I I don't know, either of you have any, have anything to say about how you change how you ask for things as you go through your career? I don't know. I feel like my principal um, has, he's very supportive of the program. So I feel more confident going to him saying, Hey, do we have any more money in the budget to replace this cello that is broken or, you know, things like that. And then they're like, Oh, the kids like, you know, and I, 
not having enough instruments for kids that do, you know, want to play, um, or like the instruments are in such bad shape that, you know, they're like, oh, we do really want to help support the program. So when he comes forth with saying things like that, um, definitely makes me feel more confident that I can go and say, hey, we need this, this, and this, instead of just like waiting until, you know, the budget comes around and seeing what I can, you know, fit in where for what we need. But I think because of his attitude has made it appealing for me to go and ask him, I guess. Do you yeah. feel like also because now you've got, you know, nine years in, you feel like, okay, I, I know what I'm talking about and therefore I can go in with this position of being more of the expert on it? Yes, yes. It also helps that his um, his kid also plays in his music program at their district. So I'm like, he definitely understands now what really what it takes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the experience too, knowing like the instruments to ask for and what, what to look for. Um and, you know, even rentals too and things like that. So yeah, definitely the experience helps with it for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Do, do you agree, Jen? I do. I definitely do. I'm thinking about a time when I had much less experience and I just, um, you know, I would like linger around my administrator's office, like to find the right time to ask for the thing. And then it's like, oh, not today. Oh, today's a day. Oh, you know. And um uh one year I went to Midwest and I met uh Timothy Lowest, fantastic beginner band composer. We really hit it off. We had great ideas about a piece for my band. Um and uh, you know, I wanted to do a commission. He drew up a contract. We had ideas going. He was like kind of sort of writing the piece already. And I could not find the right time to like sit down with my administrator and be like, I have oh. this thing, you know? So then it's like happening. And then like I walk in one day and he's like dressing down some seventh grader in the office. So I'm like, oh, today's not the day. And then I walk in one day and there's like a computer failure and he's hollering at the secretaries. I'm like, okay, today's not the day. And all of a sudden, a couple months go by. And we're ready to do like really move forward on this project. And I have this contract dated like two months ahead of time, you know, like and it was uh, it was not a good scene that like, you know, I was looking to commit to this, uh, you know, this project and it, it was it just like didn't go well. Like I was I had no good way to like ask for things in my 20s. I don't know if it was just me or just the situation I was in, because I definitely feel like in the position I'm in now, whether it's my experience that I'm coming to it with, or just where I am, and, and the administrators I'm surrounded with now, um, I definitely didn't feel like a professional then. Mm. <laughs> and I feel like a professional now. So the the professional me knows like, okay, I want to send a just a polite email. Hey, I want to check in with you about this project. Let me know when it's good for you. But me then I was like, oh, maybe I can catch his ear. Oh, maybe this is a good time. Oh, maybe, the, you know, and I just like, yeah, it just, it just didn't happen. And then, um, you know, it, it ended up not being, um, Oh, it was a fantastic project. The piece turned out great. You know, in the end, it was really, really wonderful. Um, uh, but um, how I went about it really was not in the most like professional way. Um, now, so, do you feel, Jen, also, and and I don't don't take this the wrong way, <laughs> but oh, go ahead. Do you feel now that you're older, mm -hmm. you may be closer in age to some of your administrators, or perhaps even? older than admin and i don't know if you are older than any of your administrators um i think but I closer think in age be. do you find that also puts you on a like a, a similar level 
Maybe. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I see that. Um, I see that happening a little bit. Um, I actually, my principal said to me the other day, uh, he was, he's a former band director and he's like, oh man, you've been at this longer than I have. What's going to work here? And I was like, oh, okay. That's a new one. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a a really good place to be. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I feel, I mean, I, I feel like we've always had a really good rapport, but that was like a new, um, I don't want to say milestone, but like something I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's what I haven't gotten yet. You know? Um, so yeah, I am starting to get to that, to that point in my, you know, my late thirties and everything that, um, I've been in the classroom longer than some of my administrators, you know? So, um, yeah, that's a new one. <laughs> and we were talking about things like my teaching space and, um, you know, the plan for district string day that's happening at the end of the, the week. And um, he's like, just, yeah, what do you need? But like, let me know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. kind of new for me. So, yeah. Let's, let's talk about confidence in the classroom. Um, I feel like finally, maybe in the last five years or six years, I've really felt like kind of almost an ease of being in front of um, my students. And I don't know if I ever felt like I was really super nervous or uncomfortable, but just um, like I got this kind of a feeling. Um, mm-hmm. How can you, can you guys speak to um, you know, your confidence in, in the classroom at your, at the points where you're at now? I feel like finally doing something that I really love makes me feel confident. Um, like I, I feel like I'm good at teaching elementary level kids. Um, and I was worried that orchestra would have been since I played clarinet is my main instrument. So I thought like, you know, Oh great. Like the kids are going to know more than me, but like with beginners, like they really like all, all kids really, they don't know as much as we, you know, as we think they do, you know, Mm -hmm. in the classroom. So, um, when it came time to it, like, it was fine. And, you know, I just love that age group. So I feel like doing something that I love makes me, I feel good when I'm doing it. And so then the confidence comes from there, but like in a general music classroom, it would have been totally different. Um, I think cause it wasn't my specialty. So you feel insecure with doing that, but yeah, I mean, I'm always super nervous for uh, observations because it feels like everything always goes wrong whenever the principal is actually in there watching or whoever the observer may be. But yeah, I would say confidence has definitely gotten better, but doing what you love makes it makes it easier. I really, I really did feel pretty confident in front of, especially small group lessons. I felt like that's, you know, always where I've just really hit my, hit, hit my stride. I still like, I still feel, feel like I'm a very, I'm a developing, you know, conductor, developing on the podium, um, pacing rehearsals, things like that. I like, I, I, I always feel like that I have room for growth, but, um, I always felt pretty confident in small group lessons that I could get something out of everybody in the room. And, um, but, uh, you know, I think this far into my career, I'm starting to look at like, you know, my, um, master's, which I'm about to complete, which we will, we'll circle back to soon, I'm sure. Um, but, um, and starting to think like, oh, maybe I should have done something that challenged me more as a conductor, like challenged me more on the podium, challenged me more in front of a larger group, um. But uh, I mean, I'm happy with with what I chose to do, which was wind and percussion pedagogy, because it's so like useful, right? But um, you know, like I said, I still I do feel like I, I 
I have room to grow there. I don't know. There's the, I do still feel like after after a lot of rehearsals, I sit back and I'm like, oh, I wish I had like taken this left turn or I wish I had prepared them differently for that moment. Or, you know, like I, I do I do find myself, um, you know, being more critical of myself on the podium than than in lesson groups and, and everything. So, yeah, how about I, you, Eric? Where, I, where are you at with that? I mean, I wrote here in our notes, I attend more conferences and workshops now than I've ever t- done in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I felt like I, I don't know, I'll ask this, I have a question to ask, but I'll wait, I'll hold off on it. But, um, but I, I feel like I, I don't want to get stale. Um, and I also don't want to just like chase fads, you know, in music. Ed, you know, yeah. there's definitely things that come and go. Um, and I, I but I kind of just, you know, I want to know how to do the job better. Um, yeah. I, I was going to ask Lindsay, do you feel, you know, somebody, somebody, and you're, no, you're no longer a new teacher, but did you, when do you feel like your feet finally hit the ground? Um, cause I know somebody, you know, there's always that, that, that phrase, uh, you know, you, your feet never hit the, hit the ground the first year, but I feel for me, it was like the first four years they never hit the ground do you do you feel like you're finally like ah yeah I when would did say that so. happen um i think since coming to morristown i okay. think uh yeah i think i was finally like okay like this is this is it i mean i've i've always since ever since college like it was so easy because it was right there at Rutgers um for the part of the time, but I always went to conferences. So I always wanted to try to go to sessions and things that I felt like I was, you know, less good at. Um, and conducting, that was definitely not my strong point, but I'm like, yeah, I teach elementary, like, you know, I'm lucky they even look up from their music, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Morristown was it where I was finally like, okay. What about you, Jen? When did your feet finally hit the ground or have they? So I thought it was year three. It was not. It was your seven. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. You have a very distinctive, like, <laughs> you know exactly like, when it happened. You know, I thought it was when I had 120 kids in my one, in ha- like, one of my ensembles. Like, I thought I had recruited my pants off, and I thought, you know, I had all these kids and this and that. Um, but then in my seventh year, I was like, oh, now we have, like, this next level. And I brought a band to NJMEA, and, like, I did a clinic there, and I did, you know, and I started to, like, start, you know, get really, uh, like, started moving towards completing the uh, that master's project and everything. I was like, okay, now I feel like things are really clicking. Like, I thought they were working before, but now it's, like, there's, like, another level of things. Um, so. Yeah. Um it was probably around year seven. Yeah. I and I, I I really feel like for band stuff, um I I'm coming to Livingston. Now this is my sixth year in Livingston. Fifth year? Sixth year. Sixth year in Livingston. It threw me through a loop, like learn having to learn to teach orchestra coming here. Like I was definitely like, okay, I got this band thing down. And then all of a sudden I don't have all the tools in my toolbox with the orchestra thing. And, um, you know, I have my classroom management down. Like, like we said before, I had my, you know, I know how to run an ensemble. I know how to pick repertoire. I know all these things, but, um, like the, the, the toolbox for like in lessons and in rehearsals, getting the sound I want, getting, um, you know, them to, produce what we need is it it was that was a challenge the last couple mm-hmm. of years is figuring out the the orchestra thing um and uh you know switching from teaching for 10 years on a 42 43 45 minute format to all of a sudden only 30 
that was a big deal for me also. I still, uh, you know, run into, oh man, I love this lesson, but I need 10 more minutes, you know? Yeah. Well, (laughs) Livingston has those really uh, short 30 minute lessons. How long are your lessons, Lindsay? 40. Okay. 40. So you have that extra time. Yeah. When you factor in the, like the unpacking and packing half an hour is so fast. It goes so fast. Yeah. Like today I had a saxophone lesson. Uh, there, it was nine minutes into their lesson besides, but by the time they got down to me and assembled their instruments and yeah, it was, it was, it, it goes really fast. So it. Eric, tell us about your feet. Are they walking on water yet or <laughs> sorry, I, uh, I'll walking do on water. Wow. Well, <laughs> sorry, well I do think very fresh. highly of I can, myself. <laughs> I can dial it back. I'll dial it back. No, we got to keep that one in. That's good. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't walk on water, but my feet okay. have finally touched the ground. Um, oh, good. You know, it, you, you mentioned Jen and I think I ran into a very similar situation um, was I feel like I finally, uh, you know, my first job was three years and uh, I did feel like my feet kind of hit the ground maybe three, year three. Started a new job, you, you, you know, a- after that. So my feet would never touch the ground that year. Um, then there was Wyckoff. And so I feel like my feet did, you know, it took a couple of years to hit the ground there. So my feet kept touching the ground and then coming off the ground and then mm-hmm. touching the ground and coming off the ground. But the funny thing is when I, when I started at Livingston, um, I feel like right away things were very comfortable. And I don't mean in a bad way. I just mean, you know, they just kind of worked. And mm-hmm. so I, I guess, yeah, sim- similar to Lindsay, you know, you just find the right place and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you find that you, you feel like you're, you're there. But I also, Jen, did not have to learn to teach a brand new set of instruments <laughs> that I'd never taught before. So yeah. there's that. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, there's that. Y- y- you did do strings before Morristown or not? Um, I had, when I first started teaching, I had one student on violin. Okay. Um, but that was just like a courtesy. Um, cause you know, it was private school. So kind of, it was like, you know, anything goes almost, but yeah, but the orchestra stuff was all super new for me. Um, of course we learn in college, but you know, actively doing it was different, but yeah, that was, yeah. Very similar to what you had said about your experience with it, Jen, too. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine being like, okay, I'm year 12 or year 13 and, or even just year seven and being like, let's do this brand new thing. (laughs) Yeah. I hate to say it, like even 16 years in, I'm like, if somebody asked me to teach uh, general music, like below maybe sixth grade, I, I, I would be very concerned, (laughs) you know, um, I could probably do sixth grade enough, but, um, you know, the fact that I'm just so poor at all the rhythm instruments and uh, like, you know, guitar and piano, I just, I, I, I just don't see how it could work for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but that's a story for another, another day. You know, as I'm thinking about our conversation about, um, you know, how our uh, professional lives have, uh, are, are different and, and perhaps have changed um, over time. I'm also kind of wondering how our personal lives fit into that as well. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I think back to, you know, 20 years ago, what I was doing in my personal life, and it's very different um, from now. And I'm sure as we all think back, you know, we kind of have those, oh, um, you know, here's how we've changed. So I'm curious, how, how have things changed? Um, since you began teaching, like what's, what's 
what's different? How, how, how do lives look different now? I'll tell you what, Eric, I did a lot more marching band <laughs> uh, a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, my initial response to your question is, kids change everything. Oh, my gosh. Um, but really, you know, uh, my concept of, of how valuable my time is, like, changed uh, a lot. Especially once, I feel like once I hit, like, I don't know, year 10 or so in my, in my career, like, I don't know. I, um, I did a lot, lot more marching band before teaching color guards, teaching color guards for multiple bands running up and down the state, like doing, you know, all that. Um, and I had, I had no more energy than I do now. Cause I have a toddler. Like I definitely have a lot of energy now, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not about that. It's not about being, you know, uh, young and having energy. It's about, uh, you know, really kind of, I feel like knowing almost what your time is, is worth to do that, you know? So I feel like once I finally, finally settled into one or two bands, I could really focus on them and get those kids really good at what they do. And, um, and, and that was cool. And now that my son is here, and not doing that, um, I, uh, I do miss, I do miss marching band. I miss it a little. Like I didn't. <laughs> I like, where is she going with this one? <laughs> I'm like, I, it's hard to say. It's hard to spit out. Um, but like I do, I do miss marching band a little bit. Um, not being in it for the last three, four maybe seasons. Mm. You know, COVID was squishy. You know that that whole thing. So. Um, uh, I, I, I kind of miss that. I miss, you know, getting out there. I feel, I, I miss feeling like cre I'm creating something like with design wise. Like I do miss that. Um, somebody told me really early on in my career, like when I started teaching my first groups, like when I was like 19 or 20, um, somebody told me like, Oh, you're going to grow out of teaching marching band one day. Like you're going to grow out of this. And like, there I was at 30 and I was like, no, definitely not growing out of this. I've been doing this like 20 years now, like not growing out of marching band. No, I, I did grow out of indoor, however, because that is a labor of love. That is like, if you don't love teaching indoor, it's not for you, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, and I did the indoor thing for a while. Um, but teaching full time and doing the indoor thing, it was just, it was, it was too much, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, having TJ changes everything. I count the nights out in a week, and this kind of sort of counts as one recording with you all because I missed bedtime. Like, I know it seems like a silly thing, but like last last week, Eric and I recorded, and then I worked two nights um, at my side job, and all of a sudden I was I missed bedtimes three bedtime bedtime three nights out of seven, and sure. it was like. I missed mommy. I missed mommy by the end of the week. And it was like, oh, okay, I'm the worst. So, <laughs> you know, I, I know I'm not the worst, but like, it doesn't feel great. You know, like I want to be home. Like I want to be home for that yeah. stuff. So, um, that's, that's where I'm at. Anybody else feel in the same way about, about marching band or kids in the, in, in the picture or, um, well, no kids over here, but cats kind of count for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, they'll let you know when you're not around. <laughs> I sure. thought cats appreciated you not being around. They're like, thank goodness they're gone. Maybe no, that's just my I, cat. <laughs> <laughs> mine love the attention. Um, mine's laying in my lap right now. But but yeah, um, I have to say, uh, 
I, I mean, I, I, when I first started teaching, it was part-time. So I needed to supplement like working part-time. So I've just always had part-time jobs and like I had marching band and I was working retail and like, it was like, there were no free days of the week. It was just work, 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 work. Hmm. So as I've gotten older, I've tried to prioritize like just having more time to not have to work and not have, not to feel like I had to work so many jobs. And when I switched districts, um, there was no space to have another tech. And I was actually really happy about that because I was happy to have like the fall back, you know, I could do the fall things and I have to worry about, um, you know, teaching marching band all the time. It's been kind of nice, actually. Um, I liked marching band and I love supporting marching band and I love doing it, but I don't necessarily miss um, teaching it. But yeah, time is just super important. And I feel like it just slips away from us so quickly that, you know, I need to make sure that, you know, I just more time. And like I have, I play with a trio and I'll occasionally play with a Kane University Wind Ensemble. Um, they're always looking for clarinets over there. So yeah, finding time to do more of things that suit me, I feel is what I try to do now as I've gotten older too. So do you feel like now that you're kind of in the, you know, in the district where your feet are on the ground and you feel, you know, grounded and this is where you are, do you feel like you, it, it's less important to take up, take on a project or a side job or, or an extra thing uh, because of like the resume building qualities of it? Yes. Yeah. I don't have to necessarily, you know, think about that, but I still want like the district to know that I think, you know, what I'm doing there is important and I want to give the kids opportunities. I'll do stuff outside of school, like the, you know, fifth grade honor band and all that stuff. And I'm planning on doing that again this year when we get the info for it and stuff. So I know that's like school related, but you know, it, take, it takes time and out yeah. of your personal time that you do for the students too. So. You know, I know when I was uh, in the first, I don't know, five, six years, probably even more than that, maybe 10, 12 years, sometimes I would t I would say yes to projects that I didn't necessarily even really, really want to do just because I was like, oh, well, you know, if I ever decide to do this, this will look really good on the resume, yeah. so, you know, but mm -hmm. I, I feel like now at this point, I kind of stopped doing those things. Um, and I was just curious if you had experienced the same. I think now I feel like it's more about networking. Like who will I, who will I play with if I say yes to playing this musical? Cause I mm. love playing in pits. I love doubling. Um, and so uh, if I do play with someone with a new group, I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll get my foot in the door there and see if they have any, you know, gigs I need, like, you know, yeah. clarinet, saxophone. And I know that's all of our realm, right? We're all the, the woodman people. So oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. we're all fighting each other for those gigs. <laughs> uh, listen, I was like, oh, cool. I have a new sub. This is fun. Yeah, um, definitely. But, uh, you know, no, I, I totally, I totally get that. Like, um, I was in New Jersey wind symphony for a while and almost ended up on the board, but that was one of those things that like I had, I, I looked at the big picture and I was like, ah, oh, I, I gotta say no to this one. Um, I'm a band chair for NJSMA. I'm running that sixth grade festival you're talking about. I was like, I can't, I can't say yes to another board position. And like, what is that going to do for my resume right now? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I'm like cool connections, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm really, uh, uh, interested in philanthropy and, you know, uh, 
you know, like giving towards organizations like that, except I don't have any money to give myself. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I want to volunteer. I want to do those things, but I just didn't have the time or the focus or the, you know, um, for that, that organization. So it's like, yeah, you look at, you look at the big picture and the connections you're making and, and, and your resume, and it's like, ah. <laughs> you know, I think, I think I'm okay saying no on the, on this one. Yeah. So Eric, how about you? You said, you said you're getting better at, or you've gotten better at saying no. Uh, where's that taken you? Oh my goodness. Um, it's taken me to new places and, and new heights. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a, a, a show that I listen to and they refer to the time of life in your forties as the messy middle, um, where, you know, there's kids and there's bills and there's, you know, maybe, uh, you know, aging parents. And I know we don't have a multi-generational family, uh, household here, but I know that sometimes people in their forties start to, you know, experience that where they're, they're, the, what do they call that? The sandwich generation where you're taking yeah. care of your kids and your parents at the same time. And now I'm not there. Um, but, um, you know, but, but that messy middle is, is kind of, I, I feel like I'm, I'm in the thick of that, right? You know, playing dad's taxi way more than, you know, I even did five years ago, um, you know, driving Maggie and Kate to their, their events and their things. And, you know, like that's important now. So I don't do as many things as I used to. When Maggie was born, I was the assistant director for two marching bands. And some days it would involve going from one rehearsal, then driving across Northern New Jersey to another rehearsal and then doing it all again the next day while teaching full time. Um, so it, you know, that was what, that was what filled up the time. It's funny. We're all talking about how we've either cut out completely or cut back on marching band. Um, I, I didn't know that was going to be a subtopic in this conversation tonight, <laughs> but seriously, you know, replacing that time with new priorities is something that I'm, you know, I'm also, you know, I don't want to say I'm learning to do, uh, you know, I'm learning what, you know, how, how there's only so many hours in the day and I've never been good at saying no to things because I really enjoy doing a lot of things. Um, but you know, what is, what, what has to go and what has to stay. Um, and you know, be, you know, dad's taxi is, a, you know, it, it's really important to me because I get to, you know, spend that time, you know, watching Kate do her swim lessons or, you know, watching, listening to Maggie's rehearsal with her orchestras or, you know, or, or doing church choir, you know, stuff. So like all this, all these things are really important. So it's kind of just like a little shift for me, um, a bit away from some of the career time, career-based mm -hmm. time stuff, teaching, teaching time, um, and, uh, and flipping that over a little bit more toward, um, you know, non, non-teaching things and responsibilities. And I'm still learning that. I feel like that's just begun <laughs> with, with an 11 year old, almost 11 year old at home. Like that's, that's just starting. So that'll be fun to continue yeah. to try to balance those things and still, you know, feel like I'm getting fulfilled music wise and teaching wise and making a difference there too. Yeah. That was my, going to be my question for you. Like, are you, you're still feeling fulfilled like musically? I know you have, you know, uh, you said you've been practicing and, and yeah, and 
Yeah, I started taking my instrument to school a few times. You know, getting that new horn was definitely a nice, you know, um, incentive to start practicing uh, a little more. But I was, you know, I was sitting in the in the practice room at Montclair State just this Saturday. Um, Maggie has her rehearsal there, and it's three hours long, so it's the only time you can get an open practice room. Um, so I I just set up in a practice room, and and I was playing some pieces that I played twenty plus years ago, and I'm like, wow, my brain is definitely slower than it was oh. when I was working on these in college. So now like I've, I've made it my goal to like play enough that I can, you know, keep my brain moving and okay. all that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to play, I'm trying to play just uh-huh. to practice. You know, I think John Diagidio, one of our colleagues who uh, is a, now a supervisor of music and arts in Randolph, he used to, he said a, a quote, like when you're a kid, you perform because you rehearsed, but when you're yeah. an adult, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a professional, you rehearse because you have a performance. And mm-hmm. so like, I'm trying to get back to the, not just playing my instrument when there is a performance, but you know, doing that. And that, that feels really fulfilling to me. Do you guys oh, get a good. chance to practice much just for the sake of practicing? Mm, I can't say that I do. I mean, I do play all day long with the kids on whatever yes. instrument it is. So by the time mm. I'm home, I'm like, okay, I'm done playing music sometimes. But I've been really getting the urge to want to just like revisit like pieces that I had played in college to like see how much better. Or I'm actually like, if there's a hard, like in the wind ensemble, if there's a hard piece or a hard section, um, I really like just like breaking it apart and having that time to like sit down and, and do that. Whereas before I would have been like, I have to work on this. Like, mm. I don't know. It's just something about really breaking it down and having that time on my hands to do that is exciting. Oh, that's good. I not quite there right now. That's okay. I'm not practicing. I'll be honest. I'm not practicing much and I'm not, uh, I'm, I, I got a lot of, uh, like, yeah, TJ stuff on my brain and you know yeah yeah that's where I'm at yeah so. no I I get it I I'm lucky if I get in an hour a week combined like total like mm-hmm. we're not talking hours yeah. and hours <laughs> right. right um yeah but yeah no it's it's tough definitely a new a new part of life isn't it well this was fun yeah this yeah a, a lot of fun you know yeah. So um, we have we have three decades represented here decade one two and oh my god decade three. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the haha, Jen. Sorry. But Lindsay, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us today. This was really fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a had a fun time too. Um, Yeah, it was so great to meet you. If any of our listeners want to get in touch, how can they find you? Yeah, style underscore and music is my Instagram. Um but my personal email, they can always reach out to me, Lindsay.malco gmail.com um be happy to you know chat if anyone's interested nice okay and jen how can people get in touch with you uh my email is jenwisemusic at gmail.com one n and jen and how about you eric eric at dunno.net that's e-r-i-k at d-o-n-o-u-g-h dot net you can also find me on facebook and instagram just search for the name. <laughs> pretty, pretty simple to find. But, uh, but yeah, this has been fun. This has been fun. Yeah. So hopefully we've got, you know, many, many, many more years in front of us to uh, perfect our craft and to continue to learn and grow as educators. And, but this is nice to sort of stop and take a, uh, take a little stock here of where we are at this moment. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed hearing from, from both of you, Eric. I'm looking forward to some, some of the things that you said. And, and you know, Lindsay, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm so glad that you learned a lot of those lessons that I learned the hard way, like right off the bat. So yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you go. So if you like what you heard, uh, hit that subscribe button on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting your podcasts. Um, we're out there. Um, leave us a rating and a five-star review. Tell your friends about us. We love to hear um, when you pass on our, our podcast and share it with someone that you know um, is out there teaching music. And if you didn't know and you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, if you want to see us, we also release these in video form on YouTube, which is pretty yep. crazy. Amazing technology these days. I know. You get to see and hear us. So, um, yep, find us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Consider becoming a monthly supporter. Um, Our link is in the show notes. Uh, We'd love to have your support, and it would go right back into the podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jen, Lindsay, thanks so much for being being here tonight. This was a lot of fun. And um, to all our listeners, get out there. And make some great music. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, guys. <laughs>